This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. It's question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Hachi, I'll give you, as you would say on Footy Classified, the the new cherry because there's a few directed this way. Nid Bonsom via Twitter asks, is Damo's disc going to make a comeback in 2022? Give the people what they want. I think we've established, uh, Nid and Hachi, that that might have run its race that. I think I'll tell you what we'll do, what we'll do, Nid. We'll do a special one-off Easter preview Damo's dish for how to set yourself up for Easter. And (laughs) then we'll attract the numbers. We'll get its verity score and see how it performs on our social. And if it goes well, Nid, it'll be back. In fact, if it goes well, it'll get more airtime than Nadia Bartel does in news. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, James Hawkins, J.M. Hawkins on Twitter, said he saw an article on AFL.com last week called Who Are the AFL's Million Dollar Men? It was by our man Damo. So I thought I'd check it out, he writes. It said there are six $1 million plus players in the first sentence. Then, then, as you would say, Damo, <laughs> Damo lists 11 players who these could be. Come on, Damo. Come on, James. It's not that hard to read the article and, and realise that uh, five of them, in my eyes, were reasonably clear cut. And the the others, if you go back over the article, James, I said were around the million dollars. Just so you don't on, actually know who the six are? Oh, you never do, do you? You never do. You, you rely on your, your your contacts with the player agents, I think, as much as anyone. And, and, and more for the information they seem to have about other players, not their own, Hutchie. So you you line it all up, you I speak think, to the CEOs, and you, you sort of come up with a with a consensus view. But I've, I've never claimed, and I've never going to claim when it comes to the, the wages. James, James is on to something here. <laughs> you, 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 you've been a bit like Dr. Evil. Who's on $1 million? And you like your Actually, speculative been, list. It's not, not my favourite article annually, but I reckon everyone does it, and I've been doing it probably for 15 years. It, it comes out just before the season, and you, you get on the, your phone. and Tell me, though, there were, just on that, there, there were, I'm just trying to remember, I haven't got my notes in front of me. There were six or seven players earning $1.2 million plus nine years ago. There were three this year, just gone. I, yeah, I think- I, I've got a major problem. Oh, sorry, major problem. I'll reassess that. I've got an issue with the, the middle-tier player taking up the increases that players have got over the journey and, and, the, and the big name, the one that actually brings the people through the gates and, and yeah, puts I the eyeballs on TV, is not getting what he is deserving of. No, we're paying too well in the mid, mid-tier and not well enough at the high-tier. And the reason it happened so many years ago was because the new teams came in, so they overpaid to get them in. Oh, so you reckon it happened and, then? Yeah, that, well, that, that tr- yeah. can be traced back to 2012 when the when the Giants came yeah, in. Yeah, they overpaid to get them in, and people overpaid to keep them. Yeah, and that hasn't and changed. A, and a lot of it was, like, we'll give you 1.3 in the first year and then 500 in year two and three or vice versa to get around the rules. So Compared with Buddy, was, so, so let's go with Dusty Martin and take out the, the fact that he missed his last six games last year with that, that horrible injury, but, but he was still having a very good year last year. He He's getting... There's, there's ordinary players getting three quarters. I want to say ordinary. Ordinary by way of comparison with Dusty Martin, getting three quarters of what he's getting. And, yeah, and he's some of those players might be playing reserves. He's well into the mid ones and worth it. Chris Diastoli, given Damo chose to stay in Melbourne rather than go to the Super Bowl and be around for potential quill winning stories, such as Simon Goodman having a beer with players, <laughs> what will it take to leave <laughs> such big stories behind and get over for the Super Bowl? <laughs> He's from the top shelf, that question. He's made a good point there because not much has happened, has it? Although, yeah. Um, where's the Super Bowl next year, Hutchie? Is that back in Arizona? Is that? Yep. Yeah, Phoenix. okay. Yep. 
North Melbourne have got a pre-season camp in Utah, which is taking his effect, Chris, <laughs> next year. <laughs> Hasn't that gone by the wayside too? The club's doing that for, for a number of yep. reasons. Uh, Riley Wentworth on Twitter. With the rise of problem gambling and advertising of gambling products, both during broadcast and on platforms such as the AFL website, will the growing community sentiment against this result in gambling advertising going the way of tobacco? And is sport in Australia preparing for this? Do you want, Do you want to go that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I see it going down the alcohol and tobacco path at some stage. Now, whether that some stage is still 20 years away, but I, I can see it being in, in that zone of, of this is not going to be the norm at some stage of our, of our lives. I always take the view, provided it's not illegal, everyone's going to be doing what they, what they need to do, and, and what they need to do is get the money into the game, and that, that's the biggest way the money's coming in on the advertising side of it at the moment. Doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right in many people's eyes. I get all of that, but... I think to Riley's point, I think it is headed that way at, at some stage. Would, would you? I mean, you, you're in this space, aren't you? You're probably better off, or you are better off answering like, that. Than what, I am. What, what can I say? People are going to say I'm conflicted and all those things. I am. Uh, what I would say is this: How well did it work in America when it was un, when it was highly regulated? It, it actually forced an underground industry and yeah. created all sorts of, of unregulated and unsupported carnage. It's a fair point and because for those who don't know that, American and, and all the states have got different rules. But only in the past eighteen months to two years have they actually allowed a system um, that is similar to the Australian model of of gambling in, in, into their uh, ways of life, haven't they? Uh, only recently, where it's in Australia, it's been around effectively on, on sports anyway since um, the very late nineteen eighties. And the second thing is it's actually, I mean, it's not as regulated as, as tobacco, um, clearly, but it's highly, highly regulated. Like the rules and regulations around it, you may, they may seem not to be there for the uneducated, but they're... Yeah, I wouldn't, they're, go, I wouldn't go too far on that, Hutchie. I mean, it, it, is, it is on the screen in the last ad break before no, no, there, the game there is, there is an, ex, an exhaustive list of what you can and can't do. There is. Yes. But there, no, there is. There's also is, an enormous it's amount the most of exposure... Regulated. To the gambling that's, side that's of it true. before a game that's starts, true. yeah. But it's a highly regulated. Hey, category. and, and, and I'm often, a gambler. It, it doesn't worry me. It does not worry and me. And often, and often self-regulated. Um, but Riley, we take your point. Yep. Lucas, fire email in the lead up to the Australian federal election. He has a question about our national psych. Uh, why are Australian leaders also lame compared to US presidents? The US had Obama who shoots three pointers. We've got John Howard who bowls half trackers that miss the pitch. They've got Clinton who can play the sax. And we have Morrison bombing on the ukulele. <laughs> sure, some people say George Bush is a war criminal, but when he nailed the ceremony first pitch at the 2001 World Series Game 3 after 9-11, all of America felt deep down that they are in safe hands. Why is this the case? Do we as Australians have an unhealthy tall poppy syndrome problem? Would a cool prime minister make us resentful or would we lap it up? <laughs> I like where he's going there with that, Lucas. And... Uh... I think he's highlighted a few of the problems that our leaders yep. have got, Hutchie. I'll have a go at that. You go. We haven't had great prime ministers for a fair while, point one. We've had, we haven't had ones chosen, that last a term. No, we haven't. Our, of our last five, you're not going to put them into the, you know, it was, it's not exactly the Hawthorne dynasty era. Well, their own, their, the own parties, their own parties bring them down yep. before the opposition does. That's it. Number two is, as Australians, we generally don't like anyone. We're, <laughs> do we? We're so tall poppy and... Facetious, and we don't celebrate anyone's success, and we roll our eyes. Everyone, if someone, if wouldn't matter how cool they were, we'd say they were trying too hard. <laughs> so we're, we're not going to give anyone a genuine go. And the third thing is, we don't generally respect the office of the prime minister, which in a, in the United States until Trump, it must be said, which yeah. which really didn't didn't stack up. They have always uh, respected the 
position, if not the person. We respect neither often. And times are changing. Every, like, why are you into public life these days? I've got no idea. Well, you need a reason to respect, to begin with, Hutchie. I'm not sure that they've provided ample reason throughout the last X amount of years. So I think that's a, a fair point. Hey, um, Pat on email, Hutchie. Quick question, guys. Why isn't it possible to listen to replays of the radio calls of football games after they've been played? With the advent of podcasting, it seems like a no-brainer for diehard fans to relive the weekend glory of the radio call during the week. I'm not aware of that being the case. We, so I don't often feel the need to go back to a radio call, but Yeah, we've done it just we've just replayed every goal before us packages through the weekend. It doesn't set the world on fire from an audience perspective, but it's you know, it might be some people's cup of tea. This is interesting. It had been on my mind this one, to be fair. Jared Plowman via Facebook. I'm just reading this too, did, I don't recall saying it. Did Damo dropping an F bomb on the main body last week when I was doing a sneaky ballpark entertainment ad? Go unnoticed. Check 7.31 into the episode. Here's what was said last week. Let's play the audio now of Damo and you be the judge. So if you want to come along, just drop us an email and we'll get you to our ballpark guys. We're doing, doing ads now, yep. are we? There you go. <laughs> there it is. You got a good point. Your frustration spilled over, Damo. There was a little, just a sneaky... That's very unlike you to be swearing in media, Damo. And... I'd like to go along with you at the moment, mate, but we... We haven't got access to that audio right now. Now you just you want Jane to insert that. I can't comment on that right now because I didn't hear it back, Jane. I've just heard it back. I what, think what, you've heard it back during the week. <laughs> Good point, Jared. Jared, want to finish, Damo? Well, no. I I want to hear the audio, so I'm going to hold you a bit later, Hutchie, because I I can't comment on something that I've alleged to have done you here. You did. So Jane's going to go searching for that audio now. Uh, and while she is, uh, Hachi, this is to you from Hilton Barber on Twitter. How did you enjoy the Kings game? And what can the NBL do to draw bigger crowds? Also, thanks for letting me grab a photo and a chat on Saturday night. Oh, you gave Hilton your time, did you? It was nice to meet you, Hilton, and thanks for coming to say good day. Uh, unfortunately for poor old Hilton, he asked someone to take the photo, <laughs> and it was Paul Smith, the owner of the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> So Paul was cast in the very unlikely role of taking a pick. We, we had, uh, we had look, Paul was, Smith on, didn't we, uh, one day? We did. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought it was a good you, you media. You were him, weren't you? Yep. Yeah, that would be, would be fair. <laughs> yeah. um, Hilton, I thought it was a, a great match night experience the City Kings put on. They do it very well. I think they've got some things they do that we could uh, borrow from. And it continues to be a great product. And the, obviously the finish of the game was electric, so... Jane, yeah, what a great uh, Jane is great searching for this seven thirty one into last week's episode. Don't worry about it. I'm, not, I'm not shutting down question time until we get it. Have you got it? I've already thrown it in. Don't worry about it. Play but, on. But I haven't heard it. Gonna, Daniel Daniel Vaughan via Facebook. He noticed the ages Jake Nile was doing a live appearance on the Today Show over the weekend. Discuss AFL matters. You jo- you guys will enjoy critiquing his performance. Well, there's another one we can get for next week. <laughs> if the claw has been at it again, the claw. We'll definitely dig that up. <laughs> Hey, that was a bit of fun today. That was the question time for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to pretend you haven't heard the audio, choose to DrinkWise. And if you missed it, here it is for a second time today. I still can't hear it, Hutchie. Doing ads now, are we? There you go. Fuck. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Questions with Hutchie and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign-up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.